Well, the wonderful fringe is going gangbusters. If you're in the city over the weekend, particularly on Saturday night, uh, you'd know exactly what I mean. But wait, there's another three weeks to go. But it doesn't end there. Next up, in fact, this weekend is the Adelaide Festival, followed by Warm Adelaide and then the Cabaret Festival. So we're proudly the festival state after all, and uh, we can see why. With me now is uh, Rachel Healy. Joint Artistic Director of the Adelaide Festival. Hi, Rachel. Hi, how are you? Good to see you. I'm well. And uh, Annette, uh, uh, how do you say your last name? Tripodi. <laughs> so, Tripodi. Tripodi. Okay, sorry <laughs> about that. Uh, from Warm Adelaide. Let's begin with you, Rachel. Adelaide Festival. Yep. It's next week. I know. It's this, this weekend. I know. It's incredible. Officially, we start on Friday night, but we have a sort of a soft opening on Wednesday with the extraordinary Grace Jones coming to Adelaide, first time in decades. Yeah, that's going to be great. Is yeah. that sold out? Nearly sold out. Nearly There's still sold tickets out. for people to buy if they, like me, leave everything to the last minute. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, you really wouldn't want to miss out on her. She's incredible. That's a really interesting point that we, we can jump into straight away. We have a reputation in this town of leaving our ticket uh, purchases until the last minute, don't we? Very much so, particularly with live music. And yeah. it, I know it drives uh, music promoters around the country absolutely spare that Adelaide does have that kind of reputation. And last year, it, I think it was sort of good because a couple of our shows, particularly our centrepiece uh, opera event, Saul, sold out in November. And so everybody, I think, uh, those who go to opera kind of learn to lesson that you can't always leave it to the last second. And so uh, it's something that obviously uh, we would prefer that people... Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Book early. Yeah, yeah. And in fact, um, I mean, we digress, but I think it's part of the theory as to why some acts actually bypass Adelaide, isn't it? I've because, heard that too. Yeah, they yep. can't get enough money in the kitty to actually uh, guarantee that they're going to be in the black at the end of the day, or in the black sufficiently. That's right. That's right. <laughs> if we're talking those big names, um, the Adelaide Festival. You know, it's where our reputation of the, the uh, as the festival state began, didn't it? Fifty-eight years ago. Yes. Crikey, who would have thought, eh? I know, and, the, you know, if you look back at, at the alumni, I mean, Marlene Dietrich performed here, like yeah. some of the most famous people in the world. And when you go overseas, it's really something that people talk about. The Adelaide Festival, I sometimes wonder if people realise here in Adelaide how significant it is to Adelaide's reputation globally. I've got uh, no doubt people don't realise that. They don't appreciate that. Yeah, it's it's yeah. Um, it's really something that you start to notice when you're in the arts and, and you travel internationally mm. so much that mm. people want to tell you, their experience of the Adelaide Festival and seeing, uh, you know, the incredible performers or, or or the writers that have been that have come out here. There's there's an incredible heritage. Of course, Festival One, 1960. Give us a call if you've got a memory of the 1960 festival. That would be lovely. There used to be a flower exhibition or something, didn't there, on North Terrace? Yes, that's right. I'm showing my age now. No, that, that, <laughs> that's true. There were there were incredible things in the early days. Um, and you know, public art. Um, yeah. All, all, all kinds of. Uh, Extraordinary parties, um, it, 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 talking to people who uh, who were around a lot in the 60s tell some wonderful stories about mm. the kind of festival it was. And like all festivals, it's evolved over time. Mm. It's germinated other festivals. I mean, Adelaide Festival gave birth to the Fringe, to yep. WOMAD, to yep. Writers Week. Mm. And they've uh, many of, of them have obviously developed their own identities mm. uh, and organisational. If you've um, got any uh, thoughts, any, any memories or thoughts of uh, the early festivals, give us a call. We'd love to hear hear uh, your memories on it. Of course, you know, nearly 60 years on, the 2017 festival last year was one of the most successful 
box office record, nearly, what was it, four million? That's right, just over four million. That is sensational, isn't it, for one festival? Yeah, we were really pleased. Mm. Uh, I mean, uh, you know, the, the dollars are great, but really it was a, a sign that, that the community had really embraced the festival and our uh, our programming. And the particularly exciting part of it was that just the sheer number of people who came from interstate and overseas. And that was always the Adelaide Festival's reputation. It was once every two years and everyone mm. came from across the country. It really set the benchmark for what what was happening uh, in the international performing arts world uh, here in Adelaide, and some people wondered if if that you know was still the case once it decided to go annual. So it was really heartening to see everybody return. You're putting your hand. I'm up putting my hand up. I've got to say, I, I wasn't in favour of us going uh, to an annual event. I thought it would be just too much. Yeah, look, you know... Proven and, wrong. And, and, Shows how much I know. Well, look, you know, a lot of people felt the same way as you, but I guess uh, it was really... I, I felt that it was a... It, it's a programming-led question, and there are many wonderful festivals all around the world, like the Edinburgh Festival, mm. that are annual. So it can be done if mm. you have the right program. And so it was really wonderful to see um, to see what happened in 17. Now, look, you're, you're co-artistic uh, director, so you've got a reasonable you know, a set of responsibilities there. How difficult is it to actually put together a festival that appeals to a wide enough group that you can attract all parts of the audience? Because if you just narrow it down to to talk about the high-enders, you're not going to crack the $4 million ticket sale, are you? No, that's right. How difficult is that as an artistic director? It's it's actually not as difficult as it might sound on paper. I mean, the idea that, that there are really clear borders between high art and contemporary culture is just not the case anymore. People dip in and out of all kinds of things. And, uh, you know, the program is, is very diverse, but we don't sort of sit down and say, oh, we, we've got too much elitism and we need to have something that's going to attract the masses. I don't think people uh, participate in, in entertainment in, in such sort of segmented ways anymore. And certainly last year, I mean, one of the, you know, the huge sellers was The Secret River. Yeah. Um, you know, mm. a, a straight theatre play uh, about first contact, uh, a story of Indigenous uh, relationship to the land and mm. the white Australian settlers uh, set in the quarry a long mm. way away. Yeah. You know, lots yeah. of reasons. It was a big ask to get people right. to go you know, and sit out there. It was cold, sit outside, mm. and it went absolutely nuts. We sold you know, over 13,000 tickets. And mm. so with the right show, you will connect with people. Uh, and so, you know, we haven't found uh, that aspect of programming challenging. The, the much harder thing is finding work that we think is really good enough for Adelaide audiences. Because uh, no, everyone has yeah. a, you know, Adelaide mm. rightly expects a very great deal of its festival. Uh, mm. It's meant to be, and it should be, the greatest artists of our generation producing their finest work for our, our city. And, and keeping that standard high is, uh, is something that's uh, an ongoing challenge. Do you get people knocking on your door? Oh, constantly. You do. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're overwhelmed with it. So uh, the process of selecting is um, is very personal. Neil and I try and see everything. Uh, we don't really even like to program from videos. We like to see things live with an audience, and then we uh, we make a judgment about which works we think are going to meet the standard that I talked about and really connect with a, with a local audience. And how do you well? How do you keep in tune with that local audience? Because that that would. Uh that, that would change every year, I'd imagine. 
Or is there a real core? Is Adelaide that place that there is a core audience you can rely on? There is definitely a core audience. There is, but you can't. See, I thought that might have changed over the years. No, I I think that there is. uh, I think there's a core, but you can't take them for granted because it's not as if they're going to sign up come what may. Uh, They look at the program really carefully every year, and uh, and it's also. you know, I made the decision to move back here with my family because I didn't want to assume that the audience, that the, the, the people I knew and the community I was part of when I lived here, when I grew up here, uh, was going to be We're the same here, yeah. 20 years later. And mm. so we make sure that, that we see as much as we can at the other side, in the other parts of the year, that we attend local companies. We, we're out and about as much as possible. Uh, we go to the footy. We really try and get mm. a sense of, of how our community is living and feeling and experiencing the world now rather than in some kind of nostalgic haze. That's really interesting because in my 30 years here um, in, in, in Adelaide, I think I saw it go through that originally it was for the people, festival for the people, of the people, for the people. Then I think it went through that bit of a phase where it was a bit uh, bit high shelf. Right. And yeah. you've turned it around and brought it back to a festival for absolutely everyone now. I oh, think great. That, well, yeah, I, I, that's, the, so. that's the perception I have out there. That's yeah. terrific. Yeah. How are we tracking uh, for this year's event then? Kicks off on, as you say, on Friday. Yes, no, things are going well. We're about 14% uh, ahead of the same time last year. 14% and you already set a record last year of 4 million. Yes. Well, <laughs> but, you no know, pressure. Don't, don't count your chickens. <laughs> <laughs> That's good, though, isn't it? Yeah, no, it's it, it's terrific, uh, and so um, yeah, we, we're just uh, hoping that everything will, and praying that the weather will be good to us, yeah, and that yeah. everyone's planes and freight will arrive on time, and all of those kind of back of house <laughs> logistical things that give you three a.m. cold sweats. I was going to say you must have a lot of sleepless nights oh, heading yeah. <laughs> into these sorts of events. I reckon, goodness right. me, what uh, what are some of the highlights this year for you? Oh, look, it's it's so hard to sort of choose your favourite children, but. Uh, we talked about Grace Jones. She is going to be yeah, absolutely stunning. Yeah. And on Saturday and Sunday, we have the Lost and Found Orchestra. Uh, I saw them uh, a number of years ago. They are so exciting. When when you f- see their concert, you just feel like punching the air. Because uh, they started here, didn't they? That's right. Yeah. Uh, well, Stomp yeah. was a huge success yeah. in the Fringe uh, many, many years ago. Yeah. And they've evolved and created this incredible orchestra which in which they play uh, instruments from found objects, from vacuum cleaners and, and piping and, and witches hats and everything you can imagine but the the music is absolutely wonderful and it's a spectacular and so there's as much to look at as there is to hear and they've, they've joined with 500 south australians yeah, yeah. and it just promises to be the most joyous uplifting and and wonderful family, uh, family we've event. given away some uh, lots of tickets for that and it proved very very popular the phones would go absolutely ballistic so oh, i think it's great. going to be a good lineup now that's at elder park over two nights so it's out in the open as well a beautiful beautiful balmy night it's yes, going to be gorgeous that's right. and so far yeah. The weather's looking really yeah, wonderful. Yeah, excellent. Fingers crossed. Now, um, you've got a couple of other things. Hamlet, for example, for the for the real purists. That's right. For the opera lovers, Hamlet is uh, a really... A, it's an Australian success story. I mean, Neil Armfield, uh, who's uh, my co-director, uh, Australian composer Brett Dean... Uh, the creative team, Ralph Myers, uh, as designer, for example, have come together and created a new Australian opera that premiered in the UK last year and really had the opera world talking. Uh, while it's too early to make any announcements, it's going to have a very significant life after its Adelaide season. It's uh, it's just fantastic to see the home team uh, so valorised internationally and it's really great and important, I think, that Australians can have an opportunity to see the world Work of, of their fellow Australians mm. that is making such a big impact globally. 
We did it the, uh, with Saul last year with Barry Kosky, whose major uh, work had not been seen in Adelaide, in, in Australia, for many, many years, and to bring one of his major operas here uh, to give the country a chance to see what he had been achieving was something that people loved and was a, a reason that they travelled to Adelaide. And it's, a, a, again, a reason that people are travelling to, to see Hamlet. So that's going to be uh, incredible. We've also got an amazing show, Kings of War, that's in the Festival mm. Theatre the following weekend that, uh, in terms of theatre, is, is one of those shows that you just wouldn't want to miss. Sell that to us. Kings of War is... Uh, it's a, a, a kind of mashup of four or five uh, Shakespeare's, but it's it's in, a, in contemporary language. And it's really a study of power and mm. how... In a, in a time of of, uh, of Trump and Brexit and all of the things that are filling the 24-7 news cycle, uh, sh- the, the company has, through the prism of these Shakespeare plays, shown us how, how power is um, exerted, how authority occurs both formally and in the back rooms. Uh, and the production itself... Uh, includes large video screens where you can literally see what is happening Ah, behind the scenes. The director really understands how technology influences and changes the the use of power. If you think about one of the kind of binge-watching TV series like House of Cards, Mm. it's that kind of, of show. You get in there and you get to know the characters and it's just absolutely compelling so anyone who's who's into uh into uh those sorts of stories and um uh and particularly stories about politics it's it's really uh, i'd say one of the shows not to that sounds uh, that sounds absolutely stunning yes absolutely um i'll be queuing up for that one um stay with us we're talking about the the adelaide festival and also uh, after the break we'll have a uh, an equally impressive chat about uh, the wonderful success of what we know as Warm Adelaide. Welcome back 10 minutes away from 2 o'clock and we've been talking about uh, the wonderful Adelaide Festival, the festival that uh, helped make uh, Adelaide or, or South Australia the festival state. Of course there are two other big festivals that began under the uh, Adelaide uh, Festival banner and they've grown to become major events in their own right. Adelaide is right, Adelaide Writers Week and of course WOM Adelaide and Annette, you're here to talk about WOM Adelaide. You've got a very, very strong personal connection, haven't you? Because you've worked on WOM Adelaide for a while. I have. Uh, <laughs> um, it's pretty hard to believe, but it's been uh, over 20 years at the festival office here in different roles. But, um, yeah, it's quite incredible. I don't feel that old, for one thing, and I certainly still love it with the same passion that I did. You began as a volunteer, didn't you? I did. I was what we call an artist minder, looking, oh, after, looking oh, right. after a okay. few groups who were here from overseas. And uh, then I got a minor role on the next festival and it has gone from there. But I did come from the festival world. I'd worked on Adelaide Fringe and uh, what is now Dream Big and was then yeah. the Come Out Festival. Yep. And the festival has taken me around the world now. Um, so I feel very, very connected to it. What's the secret? What is it about Wom Adelaide? I'll make a confession. When it first began, I was one of those who thought, I don't know how many years life this has got. <laughs> I'm really showing how... <laughs> not what a bad judge I am today, aren't I? But it's just gone from strength to strength to strength. It has. And as you mentioned, it was it was born out of the Adelaide Festival yeah. and, and it was intended as a, a festival within the festival in 92. Um, I think the first one attracted something like 30,000 people and then it went out on its own in between the biannual Adelaide Festival. Mm. Mm. What has made it thrive is that it's still a very unique festival in the setting not just in South Australia, but across Australia. So it's a major 
you know, over a number of days, uh, international music, arts and dance festival of an extremely high quality. Um, in terms of the production values of the festival, they are very much lessons learned from the Adelaide Festival in the early days of you don't just whack a band on a stage. Yeah. Mm. and hope people will come. A lot more love and passion and effort goes into how the venue looks, that people feel safe, that they have a good time, they're entertained, that their children are welcome. Mm -hmm. And on so many levels, um, we are still unique in that way. But, but the main thing is that it remains a festival that's introducing contemporary and traditional music to a really big audience that and those musicians and artists have in most cases not ever been to Australia before or never been to Adelaide before and we we have a few repeat artists but it's generally a fresh program every time. Now I, I asked Rachel this question what what criteria do you use in in, in selecting uh, the the the, uh, the artists? Um, I work with Ian Scobie, our director, yeah. and uh, it is a year-round thing, so we're, we're already involved in 2019 and beyond programming. I think you have to really love the group um, and know that it will work for for the festival and, of course, you can love a lot of groups. There's a lot mm. of incredible mm. artists out there in the world. And then there are the logistical um, criteria that has to have to apply insofar as can we actually get them here in March yeah. and can we afford them and all of that. But if we, if we look at um, absolute quality as the number one criteria, we, we want also to be able to have seen the bands uh, perform live where possible. And if not, we have the, the luxury of having other WOMADs around the world where we can actually confer with our fellow artistic staff mm -hmm. and say, we like the sound of this band on paper and on video and on album. Have you seen them live? Yeah. And it, it can go either way. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Sometimes we're quite disappointed to hear that perhaps they don't meet that um, excellence in, in so far as a live experience is concerned. But obviously if we're going to the um, effort and making the investment to bring them to Australia, which is significant, mm. we believe in them strongly as brilliant live performers who have something to offer our audience that well, no one does. Got the track record there. WOMAD. How many WOMADs are there around the world, do you know? Uh, currently, um, there's our sister WOMAD uh, in New Zealand, which happens the weekend later, mm -hmm. and we deliver all of their international artists to them. Yeah. Uh, the, the Mother Festival, if you like, in the UK, which is at the end of uh, July each year, and that's been going for 10 years longer than WOMADLAY. Uh, there's one uh, in Spain, in Taormina, uh, sorry, in uh, Caceres, a very small um, town. There's an occasional one in Taormina in Italy. Uh, Womad Chile, which is quite new, only had its fourth edition recently. And I believe one in the Canary Islands. But okay. Over right. the years, there have been probably 200 WOMADs in different countries, and some of them intended as a one-off, some of them uh, to celebrate um, an Olympic Games or something like that. And uh, our started in 92, and it's still going strong. And of course, WOM Adelaide, it, it stands for the world of music. Arts and Arts dance. Arts and dance, yes. It, it could have easily been called WOMAD Australia, like so many of yes, the other yeah. festivals, but it was just a perfect uh, mix of, of names, and the WOMAD Adelaide um, merged, and it, it is unique. <laughs> mm, yeah, no, it's fantastic. Um, how many acts uh, this year? You've got to, uh, 98 performances, I believe, over the three and a half days? We do. Uh, it's quite incredible to think that over three and a half days there can be that many shows. Yeah. Um, we have just under 700 artists involved. Is it that many? 
Yeah. Wow. Uh, that, that includes some of the Adelaide performers as well, of course, yeah. but that's um, Australian and international artists performing across the board in the street theatre and the kids' zone and, and obviously in the bands and the dance companies on stages. And it is a, it is a record, um, a particularly big and beautiful edition coming up. And uh, ticket sales tracking well? They are. We, um, we're very, very happy that each day when we get our reports, mm-hmm. we're tracking quite a long way ahead of this time last year. And as Rachel and you were talking about earlier with uh, this kind of assumption that something's not going to sell out and people may leave it till the last mm. minute, mm. we do sell at the gate um, if there are tickets available. But I, I really feel that that is a little less likely in this upcoming edition at the end of next week. So... If you want to go, we encourage everyone to buy early um, because that way they're not going to be disappointed. Yeah, yeah. Well, the fence has gone up. I drive past there every day. The fence is up and the it's underway. The started yeah. today. Yeah, so yeah, our, started our today, crew are yeah. there and starting yeah. to build now. Fantastic. Really looking forward to it. Uh, and, of course, it must be really difficult to getting some cut through given that, um, um, Rachel, your festival begins on Friday yep. and then yours begins the weekend after, mm-hmm. you know, Warm Adelaide. And all the attention seems to be on that bloody fringe. <laughs> I'm being nice to your colleagues. But it must be difficult to get that cut through sometimes. Uh, look, it, it's, uh, it hasn't really proved to be uh, too challenging. I mean, um, certainly locally uh, there's, there is always competition for yeah, you know, yeah. new, newspaper space and, and space in the public domain. But uh, if you step outside South Australia, I mean, Adelaide Festival has a massive presence in Sydney and New South Wales. Mm, and, as does WOMAD. Uh, and so uh, our audience is uh, certainly made up of, of the Adelaide community, but a very big chunk are coming from interstate. Mm, and so mm. it's not as if we are really... Um, we're only, you know, chasing uh, the same people. There, there's certainly room for everybody. And we have around 50% of our audience coming from outside SA. Is it that many? And it is literally high? from Tasmania to Darwin right, and okay. everywhere now. Yeah, so it just shows how, uh, it what, is a what, draw the, what the brand is worth. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And just uh, on, on the value, um, festival last year, $66 million. That's, That's an awful lot of dollars in this town. That's right. It's lots of heads and beds, as yeah. the tourism bods say. Yeah. And yeah. and that's uh, it, it's really important, I think, for people to understand that because um, that means uh, more jobs for South Australians. Yeah. It yeah. means uh, people coming not just to see a show at the festival, but staying in hotels, mm-hmm. going up to the Barossa, eating at our absolutely incredible restaurants. Yeah. I mean, the, the chefs working in South Australia at the moment, I think, are, are the best in the country. And if you talk to other chefs around around uh, Australia privately, they will say Adelaide is absolutely where it's at. So it's really, you know, the Adelaide Festival is, is the anchor event that gets mm. them here, but mm. once they're here, they're doing a whole lot of things that is really, I think, um, um, building the, the SA brand and really showing off, you know, what Adelaide has to offer and what South Australia has to offer, and that's really, it makes us really proud to be Absolutely, part of that. you know, the wine regions, you know, down, down, you know McLaren Vale, Barossa, etc., yeah. etc. Et yeah, Port Wollongo, no, I mean, yeah, incredible. all over the place. Yeah. Well, listen, fantastic. Uh, really looking forward to it. Uh, kicks off, the festival kicks off on Friday. Now, for tickets, uh, the web address? Uh, you can jump onto our, our website, which is simply adelaidefestival.com.au. And Wom Adelaide? 
Womadelaide.com.com. Yep, Can't get the them wrong. Page. <laughs> and go to the tickets page. And uh, the word is book now, right? Don't leave it until the last minute because you might be disappointed. That's right. Fantastic. Great. Thank you so much uh, for uh, telling us all about it. It's really exciting times. And as I say, it's uh, why we're called the Festival State. We should be very proud of it. Good Thank on you. you.